Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message brought to you by Pastor Robin. See you at church. Good morning. Wow, that's loud. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, worship team. Who's had a good week? Yeah. Who's had an awesome week? Who's really glad today is a new day? <laughs> yeah, amen. That's great. We um, uh, went to state conference this week, um, the team and I, and uh, it was an amazing time of fellowship with uh, with the people of God and uh, our peers and you know, just an incredible download from heaven of the things that we need for the season that we're in and also such an incredible confirmation of the things that we're doing that we know God wants us to be doing at Bridge City Church, Bridge City North in this season. So welcome to all our online viewers today, our congregation online. I'm going to speak to you this morning a message which God has really been speaking to me. I've not been able to get out of the book of John for weeks. <laughs> and so this morning I'd like to bring you a word that God's laid on my heart from John chapter 14, verses 15 to 17. And my title today is Comforter, Helper, Truth and Power. So let's read together. And this is Jesus speaking. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper, the Spirit of Truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word. And Lord, as I bring this word this morning, I thank you that your word is truth. Your word is absolute. Your word is life. Your word is directional and correctional and comforting. So helpful, Lord God, in all we need. I ask that you would make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer as I bring this word this morning, Lord. That from the youngest in the congregation to the oldest, Lord, each one would receive from you exactly what you want us to have. That we would walk away from here today knowing you more, loving you more understanding more about who we are in you and what you want to do in us and through us. So, Lord, I just commit this into your hands. In the precious name of Jesus and everyone said, Amen. John chapter 14, it starts off talking about um, the way, the truth and the life. Um, In my father's house, Jesus goes on to speak. If you've got time this afternoon, have a read through all of John 14. Then he talks about the father being revealed and uh, asking anything in Jesus' name. But where I want to go today is the, the promise of God for the other helper, another helper that he would leave with us. Um... I'm always very trepidatious when I talk about the Holy Spirit because I don't, I don't presume to know much. But a couple of things that God has shown me about this I, I want to talk to you about today. The Holy Spirit is not a force. He's not an entity. 
Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. Um, and some of this revelation that I've had as I've prayed through these scriptures today, I, I really want us to grab hold of and run with so that we can walk from this place today knowing God more and understanding that he hasn't left us as orphans. He hasn't left us without a parent. He hasn't left us um, on our own as he went back to heaven. Because this was just before Jesus uh, faced the cross, laid down his life for us, and he's talking to his disciples and saying, you know, don't, don't worry. You know, if you love me, keep my commandments. Um, and I'm going to pray the Father that Jesus would ask his Father to give us that other comforter. That, we'll get into that in a minute. But I want to talk about, uh, I want to lay a bit of a foundation biblically about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always introduces us to the Son and the Holy Spirit is in every transaction of salvation and redemption. The Holy Spirit will draw us to God. You know, you might remember your pre-salvation days or you may still be searching for Jesus. Well, if there's things that are happening in your heart, you can, uh, you can guarantee that it's the Holy Spirit that is, is drawing you to, to God the Father. I remember before I got saved, I was into a lot of New Age rubbish and um, I went to the library to get a book and um, there was the one that I was after wasn't there, funny that. And there was one on the shelf written by an Anglican minister and uh, it was called Belief. And, uh, and I was drawn, strangely drawn to this book. And so... Uh, I picked it up and took it home and that, that book was a pivotal part of the understanding of what Jesus had done for me on the cross as I gave my life to him. And um, I look back on that now and realise it was the Holy Spirit that was drawing me to that book. It was him pointing me to uh, a paper copy of something that was going to take me and connect me to Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is always involved in salvation, always involved in redemption. He was... Um, he formed Jesus in Mary's, in Mary's womb. And we know that in Matthew 1, chapter 18. She was found by... Um, to be with child by the Holy Spirit. In the incarnation, it was God the Father by the Spirit who carnated the Son in the womb of Mary. Amazing stuff. And some of this is, is theological and some of this is way above my head too, but I know it's the Word of God. So, you know, we can apply that Word of God and as we pray through that Word of God, ask God to show us what we need what we need to, to take from that. So what, what is he like? What is his personality? He can be grieved. We know that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4, 30 to 32. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamour and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another. There's not enough kindness in the world, is there? Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Holy Spirit always proceeds from the Father and always testifies, always points to Christ Jesus. John 15, 26, when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. 
Holy Spirit is sent in the name of Christ. And our key scripture today, John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He always glorifies Christ. John 16, 14, he will glorify me. That's the Holy Spirit. Jesus' words in red, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit edifies the church. And what is edifying? It's instructing or improving someone morally or intellectually. So the Holy Spirit will improve us intellectually and morally as we allow him to work in our lives. Acts 9.31. Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee and Samaria had peace and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. So as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives and in our church and he edifies us, the promise of God is that as we walk in that, he will multiply us, multiply what he wants to do in us and through us. Holy Spirit also imparts the love and the hope of God. Romans 5, 3 to 5. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us, given to us. It's a gift from God. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in the hope, in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. He sanctifies us as well. That's another one of those words. He sets us apart for a special use or a special purpose and he makes us holy. He works from the inside out. You see, when we're born again, we're infilled with the Spirit of God. We are infilled with his presence a baptism in the Holy Spirit is another, uh, it's another event, if you want to call it that, and it's incredible. But the moment that you give your heart to Jesus, he fills you with his spirit. You are, you are the indwelling of, of God in your spirit. He, he just, that's just how he works, and that just blows me away. I really can't get my head around the fact that the God who made the universe created God, who spoke the word, and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of, of, the, of the, the mess that was the world at that time. And God spoke, and the spirit of God brought form out of mess. He brought form out of void. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead leaves bodily within us, and he can bring an incredible message out of the mess that some of our lives have been and maybe still are. We're all works in progress. So it just blows my mind that God loves us so intimately and so incredibly that he wants to do that work in us. So 1 Corinthians 6, 11, you were washed, you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Spirit, Holy Spirit searches out all things as well. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 and 11, But God has revealed them, that's the things, to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. As I said, creation was ascribed to him. 
darkness on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. Psalm 104.30, you send forth your spirit and they are created and you renew the face of the earth. Then there's divine attributes and I'm really skimming here because I want to get deeper into the scripture. But the omnipresence of God, that is our comforter, that is our helper, that is always with us. Psalm 139, 7, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? The omniscience, knowing all things, that's truth. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 to 11, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God, and I brought that out before. The omnipotence, that's the power of God, the all-powerful God who, who speaks and it is, who is so incredibly powerful and that nothing is impossible for him. So much that we can't do, everything that we can't do when it's in God's will, he can do. For nothing is impossible with our God and as we activate our faith and as the Spirit of God works on the inside of us to show us the things that we need to be doing, we can trust in our God who's going to take us into that place of understanding as far as we need to understand. I don't believe that we're going to know all those things until we stand before God and then we'll know all things the Bible says we'll stand before him there'll be no more tears no more sadness there'll be joy and there'll be rejoicing and and I just really know that we'll stand before God look at his amazing face and we're going to know everything that's happened in our lives and understand in maybe flashbacks I don't know maybe movies are talking through me now but I know that we are going to know all those things too and then that power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. The spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit dwelling in you. He also works miracles. He works miracles of healing. We sang about that this morning through that worship, which was so wonderful. You cast out demons. That's, that's a, a miracle of deliverance, you know. Matthew 12, 38, but if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. 1 Corinthians 12, 9 to 11, the gifts of the Spirit. And I don't want to get into all of this today because I'd be talking until midnight tonight. And I know that we've got a baptism to do and we've got other things to do as well. But just laying a foundation here about who the Holy Spirit is and what he does. So I'm, this is not conclusive. It's just a few things. The gifts of the Spirit to another faith by the same Spirit to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. See the gifts are given freely from God as he wills them. Let's get back to our opening scriptures. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. And the word for helper there is paraclete, which translated from the Greek is comforter, helper, advocate. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, 
for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Jesus' promise is that spirit is for all of us. He knew what he was going to do. He knew he was going to the cross and he was speaking to his disciples saying, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. When you think about orphans, we sang about orphans this morning too. Robin, you were led by the Spirit of God in choosing those songs this morning. The orphans are those without a parent. How many are orphans in this place? Yeah. When your parents leave you, it doesn't matter what age it is, you, you can feel a little dissected. <laughs> but Jesus promises he will not leave you as orphans. But it's conditional on loving him and keeping his commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So those promises are conditional on obedience to him. When we walk in him and Jesus, he, he says he'll ask the Father to send you another helper, another helper, the paraclete, the helper, the comforter, one like Jesus, one just like Jesus. You see, it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three in one. And it was essential for Jesus to die and then be raised to heaven so that we could have the Holy Spirit with us, that we would never walk alone, that we would never feel abandoned or as orphans, that we would never feel like we are helpless, that we would never feel like we are without comfort, that we would never know that sense of abandonment that orphans would feel, that we would never know that isolation that sometimes happens to us when bad stuff happens to us. He's left us with the helper, the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the one who is closer than a brother, the one who dwells within us so that we can draw nigh to God. When things are getting tough, we can draw nigh to God. When things are going well, we can draw nigh to God. It's not just when things are hard. It's not just when things are difficult. It's when we are in a place of, in a good place, and we can say, Lord God, we can start to pray in the Spirit and intercede in the Spirit and thank Him for the good things He's doing and thank Him for the awesome breakthroughs that we've seen in our our lives and thank him by faith for the things that are about to happen and thank him for the power of the cross thank him for the sacrifice that he made on our behalf so that we would not have to die a death that we deserved because Christ Jesus paid that price for us thank him for the blood of Jesus that washes us and cleanses us and makes us whole and is redemptive and ongoing today tomorrow forever and everything that has been in our lives before has all brought us to a point today where we can say today I am going to praise God because his spirit is within me I'm going to worship God I'm going to walk in the power of the spirit because he has called me he's Oh, thank you, Jesus. Your name is written on the palm of his hand. He knows how many hairs are on your head. And that's a challenge for some. He knows. He knit you together in your mother's womb and you're fearfully and wondrously made. And he has a plan for your life. And if you're not walking in it already, there's a choice that you can make today. Today, I choose to follow Jesus. I choose to be empowered by him. I choose him to be my comforter, my helper, my advocate. And an advocate is as a lawyer, one who speaks on your behalf to the judge. So Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, speaking on our behalf, interceding on our behalf. 
amazing. Doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter when you come to Jesus and you ask his forgiveness. He washes you. He cleanses you. And it's a washing with the power of his spirit. He makes you clean. He stands you back out on, on that rock, on that foundation. And Jesus is the rock of our foundation. He's our salvation. He's our healer. He is our hope and he's our life. And he is the one that says, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So if you feel like you're an orphan, Jesus has promised when you walk with him, your, your obedience to him, you love him and you do what he asks of you, he will not leave you as an orphan. He's given you his comforter, his helper, his advocate, the paraclete. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that God has done that for me and for you? And for all that will call on the name of Jesus, incredible God. What love is that? What love is that? Oh, thank you, Jesus. He's a spirit of truth. He teaches us God's truth. He works in us with a spirit of discernment to show us the truth from the lies. He is the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Book of John. I love it. <laughs> he shows us the things we need to take hold of. He shows us the things that are not real. He shows us those things that are of this earth that are going to pass away. He always points to the Father in the things that he shows us. And that revelation that comes when he shows us truth will always be backed up in the word, in the essence of what the word is and who God is. He'll give you that revelation of the word in your circumstances. You come to a point sometimes, Lord, what do I do? I can remember two years ago I came to a place where, Lord, what do I do? What do I do? I, I felt totally abandoned and yet God... His spirit, the comforter, the helper. If you abide in me and in my word, he does what he needs to do as we walk in obedience to him. Believe me. And you probably know so much more than I do about that. But always in the spirit of God, his truth will bring life into your situation. 1 Corinthians 2, I've read that before. These things we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but the natural, natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they're spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. What a statement. We have the mind of Christ for our situation. We should never feel abandoned, alone, helpless. We have a friend who walks with us and his name is Jesus. The power of the Holy Spirit in us. And as we draw close to him, he shows us all we need. For today, 
because today is what we have. We may be going to die as 100-year-olds in rest havens, homes, preaching the gospel and converting everyone there, but our times are in God's hands, so we wait and do what he wants us to do. But today is the day that we have. It's the day that he has given us. And so we choose that the Lord is our helper. Hebrews 13, 5b to 6. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Holy Spirit helps us to pray. Have you ever been in a place where you don't even know how to pray? Where you just sit in a corner and rock? <laughs> yeah. Romans 8.26, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Praying in the Spirit with groanings that can't be interpreted by anyone but God. But in those groanings as we draw near to God, his presence flowing through us will allow us to see the truth that we need to see and to apply those truths in moving forward from that situation that we're in. Allowing that healing we need from the inside out, God's supernatural power to heal us because we have a supernatural, incredible God. And when we're dealing with things that have kept us in bondage, one word from the Lord as we groan in prayer can set us free. One word from the Lord can set us free from those bondages that have kept us enslaved, whether it's a thought process or an addiction or a, a behaviour. You know, when we, when we groan and cry out to God, sometimes it's just one word, Jesus, Jesus, and then hold fast and allow him to speak to you the things that you need to hear. Amazing. You see, that one word from God can burn out the root of the problem and give you revelation of what it is that you need to let go of, what, what it is you need to pick up maybe, what it is you need to graft into your life. What it is, but God only can tell you those things. You see, we don't want to change people. We want God to change us individually, one person at a time in our lives so that whatever is happening in our life, it's not between anybody else but you and God. And God will show you the things that you need to deal with and the things that he wants to work within you. And it's so that he gets the glory, you see. It's so that he gets the glory. You see, there's only one mediator between God and man, and that's Christ Jesus. So as we go, we go to the Father in the name of Jesus and pray in the Spirit of God. We have the, the triune power in prayer as we, as we seek God's face and really cry out to God to say, Lord, I need your comfort. I need your help. I need, your, I need you to speak on my behalf. <laughs> I need you to go before me, and he does. In his timing. And that's the key, isn't it? 
And so often you hear a message about the Holy Spirit and, and, it's, and it's wonderful, but it's just so power-based and yet he is so much more than his power. And we know that waiting on the power of the Holy Spirit at salvation, we get that infilling. But when we're baptised in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, that just flicks the switch for us and it's like we've been plugged in, plugged in and into the power outlet and then God flicks the switch and says, right now, let's go charge. And it's great. But he is more than the power. Acts 2, 1 and 4 and Acts 1, 8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth or the end of the earth as the New King James says. And Acts 2, 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord, in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You see, God desires to pour his Spirit out on us today, on all of us, as at the day of Pentecost. How much more do we need it in the times we're living in today? How much more do we need to be so close to God, walking in obedience to him, sensitive to the things that his Spirit is saying to us, being baptised in the power is one thing, but from the moment that we ask, ask Jesus to be our Lord, he fills us. We're his. We're his. And some say, well, you need to be baptised with the Holy Spirit. It's not conditional to salvation. It's awesome, but it's a gift. And if you earnestly seek after that gift, ask Father. And ask Father because Abba Father is a wonderful Father and he wants to give you those gifts and especially the gift of the Holy Spirit. We need that Spirit of God, precious Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit so that we can walk in the victory that God has for us. Waiting on the word of the Lord. How are we going for time? Good. <laughs> Waiting on his timing and he's never early but he's never late. We've been given so much from God and it's not just so that we'd be blessed because we are but there's more. There is so much more. It's for his purpose. To know whose you are. You may know who you are or you may be just finding out who you are. But the first thing you've got to know is that you're a child of God. You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. And if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. That's John 8, 14 on. And why? The God purpose. To live in his victory. 
to live by faith, to live in truth, to live in the word of God, to live in his power, to live with him, in him, through him, with him, by him, that our lives would be sold out for God, that our lives would be a reflection of the love of God, that we can shine Jesus wherever we go, that we can preach the gospel wherever we go and sometimes we even use a word or two. You see, the Spirit of God in us shines out through us, gives us eyes to see the need. It gives us eyes to, to identify people that are really struggling. And when you're looking at people, listen to God. And when you're listening to people, look to God because the Spirit of God will download the things that you need to be aware of, the things you need to pray for, the things that you need to do. Sometimes it's as, as, as simple a thing as a hug and a smile. Sometimes it's a rub on the back. I'm good at rubbing people on the back. That's the mother in me, pat, pat, pat. (laughs) So be who God has created you to be and use the gifts that God's placed in your life. Don't look at your brother or your sister and say, I want to have what they've got. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. But it's imitating that godliness. So it's not looking at the human side of things, but it's looking at the godliness in people. And wanting to to reflect Jesus wherever we go and whatever we do. So that we're not thrown around by every wind of doctrine or every wave of thought. It's just that rock solidness of being in Christ and understanding him and knowing that we're called for a purpose. And multiple purposes. To all he's called you to do. To do it in his strength and not your own. Because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And sometimes you take that yoke upon you. And it feels like I'm really struggling with this today. But then you say, Lord God, you're my comforter. You're my helper. Give me strength to do what I need to do today. And he does. He absolutely does. I can testify to that. He's a good God. He is an amazing God. Those he calls, he equips. And in our weakness is God's strength. Made perfect. He's called us to be his witnesses. And a witness is one who tells what they've seen and heard. You see, our testimony of what God has done in our lives is one of the greatest things that we can ever share. And one, one Sunday soon, I'll, I'll, I want to share some testimony about what God's done in my life over these years. Not today. To be witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Jerusalem's your neighbourhood. The next country, Samaria's your nation and the ends of the earth are everywhere between. So it's here, it's there and it's everywhere. And some of us are called to do that in everywhere places. But most of us are in our local church. And the local church is the body of Christ. And God loves the body of Christ Jesus died for the local church. Jesus died for the body of Christ. Isn't that amazing? So how would we ever diss the body of Christ? How would we ever say the church doesn't matter, the church does matter? Jesus died for the church. And church is not perfect because people are not perfect. But God is. Amen. To be speakers of life and hope wherever we go. To be peacemakers to be salt and light, call upon the name of Jesus in all our situations.
and to love each other. I'm bringing this in to land now. (laughs) To call upon the name of Jesus and be saved. Romans 10, 9 to 13 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. There is no one better than anyone else. We are all equal. Neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, slave nor free. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Jesus is the great equaliser. But it's in believing in Jesus as Saviour and Lord that we can build from that foundation and do what only he wants us to do. Amen. So in closing, I'm going to open the altar in a little while, but I just want us to pray. And I just pray that God will give you revelation, something to take home from today's message, from the service, from the worship, from the communion. And the fellowship that we're about to have as well. So Father God we come before your throne of grace in the precious and the matchless name of Jesus. And Father, Lord your word says that if you love me you will obey me. And as we call upon the name of Jesus today we ask Father God that you would receive us as your children. For those of us who don't know you as Saviour and Lord. Father I just pray that you would touch every heart now and as I pray that each one would join their hearts and reach out for you. Lord Jesus, I come before your throne of grace in the matchless name of Jesus. I ask that you would forgive me. I make a confession with my mouth that I want Jesus to be my Saviour and Lord. I open my heart to you now and I ask Holy Spirit you come in and be with me now. I ask you, Father God, to be my God and my King. I ask you, Lord, to take hold of my life as I commit it to you today. I ask you, Father God, that where I've been so far away from you, I now am restored to you. I return to the shepherd and the overseer. And I ask you, Lord God, to create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. I give my life to you today. I refresh my life in you today, Lord God, and I ask you to fill me with your spirit in Jesus' mighty name. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, please get in touch with us and we would love to pray with you and resource you and help you on your way. But for those of us who know him and know him as Father God, for those of you today who are struggling and in need of a helper, a comforter, an advocate, one who would speak on your behalf, one who would give you the power to move through each day, day by day, in the fullness of the Spirit. I pray today for each one in this place today that if it's you, Lord God, that are speaking to them, that you would just, Lord, touch their hearts today, Father God. For my brothers and sisters in this place, I pray that you would minister to each and every one 
right at their point of need. I pray for that fresh infilling in your spirit, Lord God. I pray, Father God, the Holy Spirit, that you would come and touch every life in this place this morning. I pray, Father God, for that baptism in the Holy Spirit, Lord God. Father, we just ask that you would be glorified in everything. And God, we are so grateful and so thankful that you have not left us as orphans, but you have given us your precious Holy Spirit, that whoever would call upon your name would be saved and know you, and grow in you and love you more day by day. Father, we commit this time into your hands in the precious and the matchless and the wondrous name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am.